I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We are back like we didn't just take a month off and not tell anybody. And for those of you who did DM me and say we only record when United win, that's just downright, downright rude and untrue. There were a myriad of reasons why we didn't record. Lives were at stake. Right, Patrick? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I um, I faced a deadly disease, came out on top, and uh, we're back. We're back. A uh, mm-hmm. little brain fog mm-hmm. continuing. Uh, Syphilis, I think they Some say it. I even had that before COVID, but the f- anyways, the f- James. You had a case of the fog brain? Brain fog, fog brain. Foghorn, leghorn. If my brain was clear, I could tell you which one it was. <laughs> but no, I'm back, ready for action. I've had COVID now half as many times as Mikel Arteta. And Pierre Aubameyang. So, what does that make me? You know what I mean? Undefeated. Never lost. Mm-hmm. That's not important, folks. We all pray for Patrick's safety. I know you too. You do too. But that's mm-hmm. not that's not what is important to us. What is important is that we're here to deliver the good word. We got a great episode for you guys. We're going to revisit our beginning of the season predictions because the best kind of ability is accountability, and we are not mm, about facts. to let Prem de la Prem have neither of those. The title race and the relegation battles are low-key wrapped up. Don't at us. So we will be going back to why this podcast started in the first place, and Patrick and I are going to wax poetic and discuss the case for and against each of these top four contenders and why they might sneak into one of those Champions League places. We know you love it. Don't lie. We got a few ask me anything from the fans. We got some seggies that you know and love to wrap us up. But first, it's with misty eyes that I say, Claudio, Claudio, Claudio. What have they done to my boy? Look, look how they massacred my boy. From being the responsible, being responsible for the greatest sports story in history to being sucked into a different kind of history. Watford's sick and twisted plot to have the highest manager turnover for one team in a season. We'll always remember Ranieri for his jovial spirit in the face of nigh-impossible odds. There were even times when he looked at his striker options at Watford and reminisced on the days where he could have called upon Jamie Vardy, of whom he said once, this is not a footballer, this is a fantastic horse. They say, they say there's only five degrees of separation amongst all humans on Earth. And while Claudio Ranieri was celebrating Leicester's Premier League title back in 2016, Roy Hodgson was resigning as England manager after losing to Iceland in the Euros. He was famously quoted as saying, I don't know what I'm doing here. But where there is death, there is most certainly life. And we at Prem de la Prem wish Roy Hodgson all the best at Watford. Yeah, great to have him back. Um, but yes, um, not the time. Sorry, that's mid-eulogy. Claudio Ranieri, born October 20th, 1951, in Rome, Rome of Italy. 
She's coached many teams, James, many teams over the years, uh, but it has taken a slight downward turn as of late. Uh, the days of Leicester City are now five teams behind us after his most recent spell at Watford ended rather unspectacularly. Short-lived, still a legend. What teams hasn't he coached over the years? But James, the recent history is not one that paints him in much of a positive light. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well said. He seems like a right place, right time manager. You know, like a clock's a broken clock's right twice a day. Uh, like Ranieri was gonna get his title. He just didn't know where it was gonna be, and it happened to be the best story of all time. It is kind of crazy. Like he's that. That's his. Like he's coached at so many. You know, kind of illustrious clubs, if you will. Right, Napoli, Fiorentina, Valencia, mm-hmm. Atletico, Chelsea, Valencia again, Inter Milan, Roma. And you know, of course, Leicester City uh, historically, but that's his only. That's his only ever you know top flight title, which yeah. is as far I, as like managers that have touched that many clubs, probably one of the uh, the worst resumes. But you're right; he's tied to one of the greatest stories of all time. I think it's fair to call him a mediocre manager, Patrick. I love him. I love him. One yes. of my favorite managers out there. But uh, he he really rode the lightning, 2015, 2016. Yeah, all-time win percentage of 46%. Not great. 14% mm-hmm. at Watford. So mm-hmm. hard to say that his, um, his acting wasn't justified. Well, half the job is showing up. And by God, did he show up. Yeah, yeah. For nearly half a season. <laughs> for nearly Patrick, half a season. I got a Watford stat for you. They got problems. <clears throat> Hit me. Since starting the 2019-20 season... Watford have played 104 league matches under eight different coaches. Javi Garcia, four games. Quiche, Quiche, Sanchez Flores, 10 games. Yeah. You get named after a food, you get axed under 15 games. That's how it Mm -hmm. goes. Hayden Mm -hmm. Mullins, four. Nigel Pearson, 20. Hayden Mullins, again. Vladimir Ivic, 20 games. So that must have been when they were in the championship. Cisco Munoz, 33 games, who I straight up don't think we did a CU again for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranieri, 13. Hodgson, they're going through the bounce with him right now, which started and ended with a nil-nil draw at Burnley. Um, and then subsequently lost to West Ham with no goals, lost to Brighton with no goals. It's going no, great. Yeah. Um, another fun one for Watford. Roy Hodgson is now the sixth man to manage Watford since they've last kept a Premier League clean sheet. Hmm. So, not good. Um, <laughs> not good at all. Actually, no, did they do that? At Burnley. Actually, no, they might have just done that. Maybe right after his appointment. Yeah. Well, good on you. Yep. But they did it at home against... Because uh, they did it on the road against Burnley. Okay, so they got one. Right. Okay. Well, exactly. that stat was uh, pulled from the... Uh, the last agenda, and seems to have lost its relevance. It's lost its luster, Patrick. This is what happens when you take a month off, James. Yeah. I wish We're, I could have given the Prem has that little bit of knowledge. Now hey, they're going to be out going out there spouting off factoids that aren't even right. Hey, we're, we're building the rocket ship in real time. Mm-hmm. A little oil is going to leak out. I just Yeah, I know. I, did, I just know the influence I have, James, and I, you know, I take that's it that, seriously when I, when I make a mistake. <laughs> that's that brain fog they talk about <laughs> as a side effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got the old dumb brain. 
<laughs> Folks, be patient. Be patient uh, with my co-host as we nurse him back to health. Yeah, yeah. I might All be right. Malcolm this a little, James. Carry on. You might be Malcolm in the middle. Is milking it. Milking it. Oh, milking it a little. Yeah. You can see where I got confused. Brain fog is contagious. <laughs> if you'll allow me to be Malcolm in the middle for a second, let's get into those beginning of the season predictions, folks. It was an absolute gold mine. I can't tell it to you any other way. Um, if you'll recall, if you listened to Prem de la Prem throughout the season, we started off with... Uh, I forget if we got an inaugural address from Andy, but those are electric. And usually in the same episode, we lay down very quotable, very reflectable predictions for the season, ranging from Cajoni's moment of the year to ref of the year, which Patrick and I admit we don't remember if it was serious or ironic, uh, to relegation predictions, top four predictions. We're not at the end of the season yet. We always, Patrick and I like to go by how many games Burnley's played. And if we're going off that, we're 21 games into this young season, just in time for the run-in. We're going to do a little temp check, see what we absolutely need to leave, see what we're clinging on to for dear life, and seeing where we were borderline Nosferatu. I use the royal we. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do some reflection. Let's hit it. Cajoni's moment of the year, Patrick. This is a Troy Deeney Memorial Award. I actually gave this one to Troy Deeney because at the time of recording, he still technically played for Watford. He is uh, languishing with Birmingham City in the championship. But I had said he was going to quite, meta, like in a very meta sense, score a penalty against Arsenal and break out the Cajoni's reference again. And then it would have been like, an immovable object in a sense where this would have to go to him. That is no mm-hmm. longer possible. It's dead. But I did have an alt, which I'm kind of liking here, Patrick. It's yeah. Granite Jaka cupping his ears to the Spurs fans after getting subbed off while wearing the armband. A little a little twist of fate. Um, yeah. Turning the cup around on the North London rivals. And Patrick, we're about to lock his that injury away from this being a reality. Yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. And Arsenal is also becoming one of the one of the biggest shithouse teams in the league. And so like the... Which is really your dream being realized. It's amazing. I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it. So James, this is... I want this to happen so bad. Not it, not for you, but for the, the moment would be so, so great. Hopefully there's like some real top four implications. Not like, you know, watch both these teams fight it out for... You know, the Europa League. Yeah. Um, the match in question the, case, the match in question is postponed, I believe. Like Ars- rescheduled. Arsenal's got time. I feel like fifty percent of Arsenal's games to be played aren't even on the calendar yet. Yeah. And yeah, you gotta keep your opponents guessing. Gotta stay nimble. <laughs> uh, you know. Look at look at look at the left hand, hit him with the right hand kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? Mikel wins our next game. He's like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going like one game between international breaks at this time. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, we'll be in it. We'll be in it. Uh, yeah, going to mine, James. I can't say I feel good about this. This is definitely a Kahani moment of the year. But a championship side making the FA Cup final, we're guaranteed at least one into the quarterfinals, which leaves them, of course, uh, two games that they got to yeah. still go through. Yeah. Does Nottingham Forest not feel a team of destiny, James? They're home again, uh, I believe, to Birmingham. But I think they're, they're a little they're, too close to home for you, Patrick. Yeah, I was maybe. gonna call. I was gonna call Middlesbrough the team of destiny. Spot the lie. 
Well, Nottingham Forest went through um, Arsenal and Leicester. Diced mm. Leicester. Uh, yeah, made but... Made Arsenal look impotent. So I think it's possible. But Middlesbrough's Sol, got a tougher game, I Sol, believe. Sol Bamba has the cancer survivor story. And he scored the you know scored a crucial penalty against United. It's a good it's a good story. Yep. Um, they're home. Sheer uh, with sheer power t- with narrative. Home home against Tottenham. Luton Town's home against Chelsea. We got Stoke going to Crystal Palace. Petersburg's going to get smacked by Man City. Boromwood against Everton. They're in with a shot. And of course, like I said, Nottingham Ooh. Forest and Huddersfield Town playing each other. So one of them guaranteed, of course, to go through. So James. I mean, I think we're probably into the quarter. We're into the quarterfinals, no problem. We're yeah. into the semis with a shout. Yeah, and give me a shot from that point out. So we we got plenty of options. Yeah, there's here. no way you're dropping this one. No way. No, not yet. Not while not it's yet. mathematically possible. No, no. I mean, in the past, you've you've even tried to avoid dropping one when it was no longer mathematically possible. I've seen yeah. you try and work your way out of that situation. It's yeah. It takes a, a level of tact that I haven't quite figured out yet. It's not but pretty. I am. I'm feeling good about this one, James. I'm feeling good, and, it, okay. and the, it's a story that everyone lo- like. If a championship team makes it, they're the people's team. You know, mm-hmm. only Arsenal could ruin such a day. Mm-hmm. Well, Patrick, this next one, I'd say, I'd call mm-hmm. it a, an eating crow segment, um, in the sense that you gotta have your humble pie. But I know how much you actually love the taste of crow, so I'm giving you mm-hmm. an opportunity to. To just revel in that with the donkey of the year. Yeah, James. My donkey of the year nearly came perfectly true. Uh, I said Rafa Benitez was going to get canned before Boxing Day. I think I lost that by about 20 days. Mm. uh, And that Everton would be in a relegation battle as a result. I think if we're being honest with ourselves, not a real relegation battle for Everton. They're good enough that I don't think they're really ever going to be in that mix. But they're in it. Bottom five of the table. You got to call them in the relegation battle. So... They most certainly were. I put I put myself out on a limb on this one, James. I was pretty pretty committal to the point of where I was maybe maybe even yeah. being a little unsavory to the man himself. Uh, but you know, it did it did get personal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice to be, you know, v- vindicated at least when you're going to go that <laughs> hard. Um, I've done it before and it hasn't quite come off. So it's nice nice to get one in the win column. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stay humble here uh, because I, I don't think I'm. I might be kind of around Ranieri levels when it comes to my win rate with the donkey bets. So I'll turn it over to you with my humble acceptance of this um, award of supreme prognostication. You won donkey of the year. And I I think that's just poetic. There's nothing more fitting. Yeah, Yeah. nothing more I think that's just poetic. I, I will give you some credit, though. I think anyone, everyone except for the Everton board and Rafa Benitez... Knew this was a terrible idea. Yeah, like, I don't necessarily think I'm a genius. Everyone knew it was a terrible yeah. idea, but to the ex- the extent to which, like, I think I remember you being like, "They will be in a relegation battle in the winter," and I was like, "Ooh, like, come on, let's give the man a little respect." But mm-hmm. it blew up drastically, and it was a slow, steady decline after they started the season relatively well. And this is where we ended up. Granted, I think Everton's going to be just fine. They got their new manager in. I think Lampard. Also got a little injection of new players with El Ghazi, Donny van de Beek, Deli Alley. You know, a little bit of little life life breathed into the team, and it'll get them back up to mid table by the end of the season. So they'll yeah, be fine. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. My donkey mm-hmm. Patrick was Everton related. Uh, it, I actually had Jordan Pickford doing his post England regression donkey impersonation. He when Jordan Pickford is the beacon of stability at your club. Um, 
that's how you know. That's how you know. I'm not saying he's been stellar, but I also don't think he's been the problem. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to say this one really panned out for me, more so the state of Everton Football Club. Yeah, well, I mean, he's only got, what, four clean sheets, it looks like? And then... Yeah, but... I, 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 from, from the games where I watch Everton, it's like a defensive shambles versus Pickford doing sure. the whole, like, he's, yeah, he's not Everton's problem. You know, it's like when one right. ball, when one ball goes into his, like, front catch position and then there's a second ball under his bum that, like, goes out the other end. Like, he's not pulling those clown tricks anymore. Right, right. He's just getting, yeah, they're just getting smashed. Though he is, um, at a minus 3.1 on his, um post-shot expected goals to goals allowed ratio which is um horrible well not horrible but it's um no it's not good it's not i also schmeichel down there and emmy martinez way down there 5.5 yeah yeah what i do need patrick because i do need him to get real bad right around the beginning of next season right before the world cup so i can just like Mm. fully back him as england's number one and, and have another stellar tournament you think he's you think he's nailed on for the number one, no matter what? I think he's that get, dude. As long as, yeah. South, as long as Southgate's in charge, I think he's just that dude. And I'll tell you what, Patrick. There was a moment at the bar watching the final penalties, which I know did not go our way. But that moment with Jorginho, yeah. is like, this guy can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. This guy can no, do yeah. no wrong. He's, uh, yeah, he might just be on that level. Mm-hmm. He might be on that level. Mm-hmm. People are knocking. No one in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's that at the door? <laughs> oh, it's just the wind. Okay, ref of the year, Patrick. Uh, for whatever reason, you went with Paul Tierney. I went with Jonathan Moss. I, I think it was just how I was yeah. feeling that day. Uh, yeah. I Google searched. I typed in Jonathan Moss, and you know how Google finishes your, you know, like your statement based on popular searches. Yeah. The top one was: Is Jonathan Moss okay? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> So you tell me if that's ref of the year worthy. I did notice he's refereeing Arsenal, Arsenal versus Brentford this weekend, so he's cl- st- clearly still getting those box office games. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 had a um, a not great season. Paul Tierney was also in charge of the uh, um, he was in charge of the Liverpool Tottenham game, that crazy one uh, mm-hmm. that, that that went a little bit sideways. Mm-hmm. He also was removed from VAR duty at some point throughout I did the year. See that I did see so, that. So. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's not good. Um, not good at all. Especially got he got pulled from Chelsea Liverpool, which is basically like, dude, you're not fit for this game. So, I think it's fair to say he's yeah. not ref of the year material. Whereas no. Jonathan Moss is. Uh, people are concerned about his physical health, mental health, perhaps both. But he's flying under the radar well enough. Yeah, I think uh, un- unironically you might have a great pick here, and then ironically I think I do as well. So let's call this a win-win. Right, right. And I did notice Patrick little little twist of fortunes. Uh, while Jonathan Moss is refereeing Arsenal versus Brentford this very weekend, Paul Tierney is refereeing Leeds versus Man U this very weekend. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like that. We're never too far away from a narrative here at Prumble Prum. No, no, and give me just give me an, the slightest reason. No, to put the tinfoil hat on when it comes to the <laughs> officials, and I'll take it. So let's get it done. Cool. Train wreck of the year. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one. It's pretty much sorted itself. Nailed it. Everton. I mean, it it was sorted. Out. You said it. It was sorted before the season ever started for everybody. The fact that we had the whole year was so easy that it was going to be all Everton. 
It was like the season kicked off and he was in the uh, he was in the dugout and we were all like, oh, we're actually doing this. It made, <laughs> like the, yeah, oh, you guys, you guys were serious. It's it's I, I I still struggle to wrap my head around it, James. I still struggle to wrap my head around it, mm-hmm. knowing what I know. I can't I can't think of a reason why you do that. I really don't. But I wonder where anyway. it goes next, Patrick. He might he might be one of those those guys where the game has seemingly passed him by a little bit, sadly. Yeah, yeah. It might be, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, it's so important in the modern in the modern football era to be able to connect to your players. So chucking on a three-piece suit before you walk out to the touchline is just not going to cut it anymore. It's just not going to cut it. The three-piece. No. Yeah, no. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Hasenhuttle tried it just to do it. Yeah, no uh, more, he's no never, more vest. Yeah, he's never – yeah, he's, he's – um, I think he's retiring in a few years. That's at least what he says after mm-hmm. Southampton. So there's no, there's nothing else there for him. So he's just like, you know, he's trying it out. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta mix up the wardrobe. I want to see Rafa Benitez in the big Arsene Wenger jacket, and then I think he's got a shot. But until then, three piece suit. Games passed him by, James. Yeah. I'll make the rules. No, there's definitely a middle ground in 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 good modern player management. Somewhere between Rafa Benitez, who apparently would not talk to his players off the training pitcher. Or pitch in general, and then you've got Mourinho, who texts uh, John Terry and Frank Lampard at like eleven thirty, being like, "Watching Strictly Come Dancing on BBC Two is good. How's your night?" <laughs> you know, there's got to make them overthink the text for yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for hours. Yeah, there's got to be something in the middle, and th- yeah, and then walk right past him in the hallway the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I miss Mourinho so Say much. What you, well, he's he's printing stories over in Rome. Uh, but anyway, moving along. <laughs> in a Roman minute, they mm-hmm. say. Most improved player of the year. Doesn't get much better for me over here, Patrick. I have Ollie Watkins not having a stellar season. He is Aston Villa's leading goal scorer with five goals. Now, he has a ways to go to reach the 14 that he notched last season, and that would not constitute an improvement. That would constitute a match. So we're not looking great, but I think that's more a reflection on material changes with the state of Aston Villa that I could not account for when I made this take. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, um, I'm not going to be too hard on you, James, because I think I might have to agree with you in a second there. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe, decent enough. Interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd not be on so the Not so long ago, list. you put him on team of the season so far. yeah. Yeah, he might not be on the the one at the end of the season. Um, not mine. I'm you sure kind of have to. Some. You kind of have to play yeah. to to make you know get accolades. Yeah, well, I'll just slot in Odegaard there. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna make yourself undroppable from the team of the season so far. Then you know you just walk yourself right into the team of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, but I'm trying, it's most improved isn't really uh, in a in a ward out there. I'm just trying to think who might be that guy. <laughs> I think he's maybe maybe um, Diego Jota. I think has taken an incredible step forward this year yep. into being really an elite player in the in the league. Um, if you're looking for someone kind of on the on the come up, I feel like we've had a a few of those a few of those people come up. Emil Smith Rowe would be on that short list. I think list, Jota's but, a good one. I think James yeah. Ward Prowse is a good one. Ward Prowse is a good one. Connor Gallagher, who made your team of the season so far, is a good one. Thank you. Um, who else would be a good one? Um, Antonio, yeah. 
maybe. Antonio, yeah, I kind of yeah. always know what we were getting from him. Jared Bowen's having a decent little season. Oh, that's a good one. Jared Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's turning out to be a quite... And he's only 24 as well, so... Mm-hmm. I definitely have what, a bit of English bias, because I, I think about sure. players who, like, have are vying for a place in the England team. You get the Ward-Prowse, Jared Bowen. Um, so I'm trying to think of other foreign names that come to mind. Yeah, I mean, you have players like... Um, like Rafinha and St. Maximin, who are, like... They're special, but I feel like it's tough to give most improved player on on a team that's right. you know, fight at the bottom of the table. Right. Uh, Jota's definitely a good one. He's he's yeah. like emerging as world class for sure. And Cra- uh, it's crazy, it's crazy. And, and then, then you get a glimpse of the kid in the uh, I forget his name. Uh, Diaz. In the, in, yeah, in the Champions League, and you're like, this guy's gonna be a problem. You're like, well. oh, Liverpool has depth. They're one problem. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool yeah, just yeah. yeah. That kid's good, and they're gonna <laughs> get the Fulham kid in the. In the in the summer, yes, yes. So smart business all around. And then yeah. a niche favorite for me, Patrick, is uh, Joe Ellington's renaissance as like a holding central midfielder at Newcastle. I'm enjoying that one. Yeah, that's a strange one. That one I'm still working out. <laughs> that one I'm still working out. When you're um, a shit striker, yeah, yeah, try something else. Yeah, most improved, most improved. And James, I think we should formalize our end of the season awards this year and start a publication and just. Because the Ballon d'Or is a joke these days, so who's to say we can't get in the mix? Absolutely, absolutely. Why can't we? Why can't we go up against the big dogs? Why not us? Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Okay, <laughs> surprise package of the year. Um, we went two different ways. I gave it to a player. You gave it to a team. But we're not here to judge. Well, we're here to judge what we said, but I'm not here to judge the original take. Mm-hmm. Ivan Tony Patrick uh, again six goals that's more than double any other Brentford player he's Brentford's biggest player he's on course for 10 plus if you're a stat buff like I am um, he's probably part of the surprise package team of the year I, I don't know I don't know I like this one I might hang on to it in a good way um in a not backing down kind of way. Understood. Understood. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if he's able to, you know, if he notches 10-plus goals, Brentford stays up. Like, that's probably a good year for, I mean, that's a good year for a promoted team. Brentford has been the surprise package team, in a sense. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. not lately. In another sense, they've, they've not lately. you know, proven to be, you know, not who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. Um yeah, I don't know if I, I mean it's interesting that you want to hang on to that one. He's of course a year off, uh, thirty-three goals in the championship, so maybe he found his level. Uh, right, doesn't help that Mitrovic just broke that record too. Smashed it, yeah, yeah and it's gonna yeah. he's gonna set a new high bar. So yeah, no, but I I, I I like Ivan Tony. It might just be like a he might be a package this year, and then a not a surprise package improving next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with <laughs> Aston Villa. Um, right, right. Um, and again, yeah. I, I think you could follow the the ref of the year philosophy here. Yeah, it'd just be yeah. Well, here they. I guess it was um, Watkins and Ings never made a ton of sense together, did it? Uh, you know, they're not they're not going to play with two up top, and I don't think either of those really have the flexibility um, to work. Uh, Buendia hasn't really come together. Leon Bailey hasn't really come together. It's a team that, and of course, they lost their manager earlier in the season. Mm, we'll uh, I like what they're doing with Gerrard. Uh, I think that they're going to be on a, a solid trajectory, but they're you know 
And then they spend, too. They spend. They spend more than they should be in 12th place. So I think it's just probably taken a year to, like, you know, completely fix your identity because you had Dean Smith and Jack Grealish for, you know, the better part of the last four or five years. You had one way that that whole team played, and you just had to flip it on its head in a couple different ways. So I still still back Villa to be, you know, a proper Premier League side and fight for Europe in in a couple of years, but... I was expecting that this year, James. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they got mm-hmm. that or anything close to that this year. Uh, but I do think that they're they're heading in the right direction. But bigger step back with Grealish than I thought mm-hmm. they thought they'd have. If you love it, let it go, Patrick, mm-hmm. and see if it comes back. Mm-hmm. Like a fish. Um, yeah, yeah, just like a fish. All right, Golden Boot. I think this constitutes in that same Evertonish category of how much do you and I really want to gloat about this one. But the fact is, we were Johnny on the spot, and we said Mo Salah. And uh, yep. the dude's on 16 goals, just back from AFCON. Four more than the next dude, who happens to be his teammate, Diogo Jota. And Salah does take penalties, and Jota doesn't. So, he'll keep repping feeling it. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good there. Yeah, we just didn't get cute with that prediction, did we, James? No, and I wish I got less cute with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish that. I wish I approached everyone from the standpoint <laughs> of Golden Boot for Mo Salah. <laughs> mm, Paul Tierney. It just doesn't make for good potting. Yeah. For ref not. of the year, you said Gunnersaurus. <laughs> Care to explain? It all started when Mesut Ozil tweeted, trust the process. <laughs> all right. Let's, manager. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this is a bit of eating crow. Um, you and I across the board. Do you want to be the preamble or the postamble? Well, James, I'm going to stick with my take, so I'm going to let you go first. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going to stay by it. Okay, all right. Well, that's good to know because I chose Marcelo Bielsa, and he's staring down the prospect of a relegation dogfight and potentially the stack, the sack. Uh, I, 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 Patrick, sack. I should have. I should have known Leeds was going to be unsustainable. It's just too much fun, James. That's all Leeds it is. Leeds is a drug, and you know what happens when you get addicted to drugs. You get relegated from the Premier League. So, mm. Marcelo, I, I love him as a man. I love his tactics. But you can't, you can't run a prize horse into the ground. It's just going to start kicking back. And that's what we got with Leeds. Mm. He's like openly just like calling out Patrick Bamford for not coming back from injury sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's getting pretty ugly. Um, Although I do, I do rate Dan James for a little like revenge double against United this, this weekend, which will be very fitting, but Leeds, you're in a tough spot. Marcelo Bielsa, I had higher hopes for you. I am ready to, I'm ready to move on from Leeds. It was like a crazy summer fling, but we've since both moved on and gotten married. Even though we look back on that wistfully, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said, James. Uh, I'm going with Dean Smith. And by going with Dean Smith, that's what I already went with. Uh, you might say, Patrick, he's already been sacked this year, but how many managers before have been sacked and rehired? by a different team in the same year. I don't know. I don't have the burden of proof here. My point is, Norwich staying up is an so impossible So we're taking this approach. 
Norwich staying up was an impossible achievement. And he wasn't even given the offseason. He wasn't given the <laughs> summer window. He wasn't given the... He's coming in midseason to the worst Premier League team of the modern era. And if he gets them to stay up, he's already gotten them from 20th to 18th. If he gets them to stay up, it'll be a massive achievement. If they stay up comfortably, James, I don't think you can give it to him. But he should be on the short list. He should be on the short list. In spite of being sacked. How about this, James? What if he finishes ahead of Villa? Does that wipe out his firing as far as the consideration goes? You're throwing out a lot of what-ifs for them being 10 James, points got, behind them having played one more game. I got a narrative to spin here like Rapunzel. So Yeah, you're doing an insane job. You're playing yeah. a game of Twister alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brain fog delivered to you. Dean Smith's in the running. If they finish higher than Villa, they're only 10 points off. You just Bill's said you just said if he keeps them up from relegation, he'll be a short list for manager of the season, but he won't get it, and that's why you're sticking with him. Yeah, because then I think that he might be in there with a shout because Pep's just going to be boring. Liverpool's going to fall a little bit short. Chelsea Manchester United would have disappointed. West Ham yep. already did it. You know, Patrick, this is going to be... This Bruno is the Lodge exact. Is actually a, probably the good shout. For he's that. good shout. I, he's I like good shout. Yeah. This is the exact occasion where I wish I was just like Pep Guardiola. Lock it. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's yeah. why. Why even bother? Because <laughs> it, it is objectively boring. And if there's any exciting story, Pep won't win it, even if they get like 120 points. Slaved content. Yeah. I 100%. yeah. I, it was a little cringeworthy looking back, and I, I I spoke with the gusto and vigor of a guy who believed my Leeds take. That, we, yeah. that they were going to be challenging for Europe. I, yeah, I genuinely believed it. Uh, not to be. Not to be. Anyway, player no. of the season. This one's looking up. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. Not as terrible as people think. Not as bad as people think. Um, he, he set an insane level and standard for himself. He's got eight goals, five assists. Could be in the 10 plus 10 club. The poor man's Thierry Henry. Um, sorry, I just had a little burp there. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what happens when you're spouting off nonsense. Carry on. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I'm gonna go ahead and leave this one. I'm gonna go ahead and leave this one, but sets us up for a major comeback next season. Okay, fair enough. Um, I went with KDB, which yeah, was you sure that was did. a little bit more of the uh, what I thought was the conservative approach, but <laughs> man's can't see the field. Well, I guess he kind of sees the field. He's having a decent enough year. Bruno's destroying him in the stat department. What else is new? How many minutes has he played? Yeah, I feel like he's been hurt. He's getting up. Yeah, he's 30. Those those cheeks are getting puffier and redder by the season. I don't know. He's still like he's still obviously. I think I think world class, but I do I do I'm starting to 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 think his best days might be behind him, Mm. which is a sad thing to kind of come to realization. So he's not going to be player of the season. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and appreciate Kevin De Bruyne for as, yeah. as many he as many big, years as we have left because he is, he is big 3-0. He's a beautiful player to watch. Um, he's got a couple more years in him, James, if he can stay healthy. Oh, but he's I, only he's, he's only started some, 13 games this year. He's played some great games this season. You know, he's still he's still a different gravy when he's out there. But to your point, he's not playing that much. There's other people who can do the job in Pep's team who've kind of been molded in his image and are arguably doing it better than him now, a la Phil Foden. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the... That's the... That, that, that's Man City, though, you know? You got to stay 
to be the top dog, you got to keep fighting off all the all the hungry hungry betas. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe he just lost a little edge, mm-hmm. and now he's just chowing down. He's like the third horse back on the left in the sled dog, and he's just cruising, mm-hmm. getting the draft, eating a little extra. And that I did. He's just enjoying his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll maybe maybe he won't even be in the I did a rod. Maybe he'll be one of the one of the dogs left back at the camp. The you referee dog. Mm-hmm. The dog mm-hmm. who no Pe- Pe- Pebble Tinker. KDB's me playing center back in the Champions League final. Pe- Pep's gonna do something crazy. There is enough time to overthink. Yeah, two weeks, two yeah. weeks of prep. Pep's already thinking about the Champions League final. He's got oh man, he's got crazy brain going. Oh, I can't wait. I mm-hmm. cannot wait. But mm-hmm. that's for a different pod, Patrick. Mm. Uh, I can't. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I can't help but look back on this and wonder. We both picked Mo Salah for Golden Boot. Surely, by that logic, one of us would pick him for Player of the Season. But that was not to be. Yeah, no, I thought I thought KDB was in a, t- uh, a 20 and 20 kind of year, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. All right. Now we get to the juicy stuff relegation. You and I both picked Watford Norwich, flip flopped them. I had Watford 20th, you had Norwich 20th. And then we, funnily enough, both went Crystal Palace 18. Yeah. Um, big ups, Patrick Vieira. Big ups to the P Dog. Only He's five wins. Playing, a, playing a an attractive draws. brand, an attractive brand of football. I don't really worry about them. No, they're not getting relegated, Mm-mm. Palace. No, they're good. Yeah, he's doing a lot with a little over there. And he's finally getting some players back from injury. Seems like he's really got the team on side, playing the way he wants. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to leave that one. Uh, Patrick, George and I, Watford definitely in it. I teased this at the beginning of the episode. I think with the January window and the managerial changes... The relegation fight has low-key died. A sad death in the dark. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I can't... The gap is the gap is four points right now. But yeah, it's, it, feels, it feels like Newcastle and Everton are trending ever so slightly up. Um, I mean, not, maybe not... Ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. New, Newcastle ones. feels like they're they are trending up. The injury to Trippier is a massive one, and it makes things interesting to me. Uh, for them, I think that I think that that's a big, big loss in a number of ways. Um, Everton got obviously they won their last game, but that was after just getting you know absolutely slaughtered. So we'll have to see how they perform under Frank. But I do, yeah, I agree. I think Frank's putting them on the right track. Newcastle, I think, is heading the right direction. I mean, is Bur- Burnley's just got so many damn games in hand? I can't figure it out. But they've only yeah. got one win. They're not good. This might just they're, be they're the end just of Burnley. Not a good team. I, yeah. We need to do a Sean Dice tribute if and when this happens, because oh, they've, yeah. they've been a delight. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's still on James, but maybe that's just you know the heart wanting what it wants, wants it wants a battle. Crazy enough though, Leeds might find their way. Like Leeds just yeah. aren't playing great football. Uh, they, I think they're they're that pace though is good enough to beat the teams below them. So I think they'll be fine. I think so. I think too. Brentford will be fine. I think Brentford yeah. is like I'm I'm ready to lock Brentford getting relegated next season. Like they just burned burned out. They're not they're not want for this world. Little shooting star action, but mm-hmm. they did just enough early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're real in a Sheffield, terrible, real terrible Sheffield slide. United vibes. Okay, uh, yeah. Top four, Patrick. Should we round this out? Sure, why not? Okay. Well, 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 well. In my order, reverse. Liverpool fourth, Chelsea third. 
United second, <clears throat> City first. And I'll tell you what, Patrick, I think I nailed my Chelsea and City take. And what was that? Third and first, respectively. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's a shame. Yeah, you would have thought we would have looked at Golden Boot Mo Salah and thought, you know what? <laughs> Let's put a little respect on Liverpool's name, the only team to actually compete with City in the last few years. But no, we slept on them. We, we slept on them, James. We and that was actively, the summer, we was actively the summer for Man City, or the summer for United and Chelsea that, that lulled us into that full <laughs> sense of confidence. But shout uh, out Liverpool, man. I feel like a lot of people were sleeping on them to start the year. And, you know, if, if we wanted to, we could keep the title race alive with how, how Liverpool's doing right now. If we wanted to. If we wanted if we to make really this podcast interesting to. and appealing. Yeah, but we're not NBC. Mm-mm. We're going to keep it real. Tell Al Michaels to shut the door behind him. Unless this, you know, they, they close the gap and then we might, you know, we'll, we'll pretend like we we're taking If we're forced into it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah. a bit. It's a bit. If we're, if, yeah. we're, if, we're, if we're ever wrong, it's a bit. We're okay. playing hard to get right now with the title race. Yeah. Uh, make me want. For, for all you fans out there who didn't memorize our episode from back in August. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and uh, do you a favor. Patrick and I were sat here both consciously acknowledging that Liverpool got all their injured players back, Virgil van Dijk back, Anfield home crowd back, full squad, knowing that they finished in third last season mm-hmm. and locked them for fourth place. Yep. We we did that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd mm-hmm. do it again. I yeah, I regret nothing. Um, although I, I immediately regret listening back to my level of United optimism, just dialing you back to August. Oh, and I, I don't was, know how I you was, listened to that. I just went to the notes. I was talking about. Uh, I was like spewing like, "Oh, Varane lets us play a high line, and Sancho solves our right wing problem." Meanwhile, like Harry Maguire's a donkey, and Sancho turns out he's playing left wing, so we still have a right wing problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right well there we are enough on the transition there we are all right we'll come back at the end of the season patrick i like your little tip to doing a uh award ceremony mm-hmm. we'll maybe it up we'll do champagne oh patrick we should call some prem heads and have them present the awards oh yeah yeah okay yeah prem to prem awards i like it do you I think like we it. could get Jonathan Moss to present Ref of the Year to himself? And it's like, it's like, no, it's not a joke. We promise. <laughs> I think we could get one of them. It's like, we uh, think you're the Ref of the Year. <laughs> Stuart Atwell feels like a guy who would open that up while having uh, a little cup of tea in the morning and go, oh, I got Ref of the Year. And then call up his <laughs> mates, let them all know, and then be ready. Uh, but I think we could get one. I think we could probably get one. They're probably forget- so well trained to not do press. Yeah, I forget the name of the ref who was doing United Brighton, but um, those players knew he did not have a lot of games under his belt. He was like the weak oh. kid with a with a milk allergy. Yeah, what was his name? Peter Banks. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit, generated name. Yeah, not it. Not it's not, not quite it. Darren England. Nope. <laughs> Kwame African English. <laughs> Oh, brother. Okay. That's so good. Transition we must onto the case for and against the top four Law & Order SVU theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Bow, bow, bow. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
Let's start with Chelsea, Patrick, because why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. It feels only mm-hmm. only fair, only right that they are brought up in this discussion. I don't want to hear any dissent. They're within five points. Yeah, what would you have us do? They're not. Yeah, they're not City or Liverpool. Let's not flatter them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the facts are the facts, Patrick. They're sitting in third place, forty-seven points, but they're in a top four race, and you can't tell me that they're not. I'll lay out. I'll lay out my pros and cons. I've kind of distilled each down to one single point, and then, and then you can let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chelsea. That's enough of that. I think they got the best defense. I think they got the best defense in the league. Maybe, perhaps not in the stats department. Um, yeah, City technically have the best defense in the league. So, I still think. When they're through their rough festive fixture fixture patch and Tuchel has time to prep them, organize them, get a good amount of time on the training ground, he'll put them in a position to to succeed. You know, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, need I go on? They're getting Reese James back, who I think was a big reason why they went on that bad patch. Absolute monster um, Mm -hmm. on on the right wing. So they'll sort that out. I think that that's the biggest pro. Looking over in the cons column, Patrick, um, I put down Russia parentheses Ukrainian conflict. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. important. We know how tight Abramovich is with Putin, so his attention might slip away from the footballing side of things, causing a bit of unrest, unneeded drama of the that's a great point of the international sphere at Stamford Bridge. It's a great point, James. I think, yeah, you made a compelling case in the four column. Uh, something else I'll give in there in their four column. Uh, I don't believe that they have a, a a fixture left on the schedule, save maybe Manchester United away, where they'll be the they won't be the betting favorite. Uh, all of their other big games wow. are at home. They have Chelsea at home, wow. or sorry, Wolves at home, West Ham at home, Arsenal at home. Uh, Leicester at home as well, and they don't play anybody else in this this top four race, and so all their other all their you know their away games are teams that they should probably be beaten anyway, and they got all their tough games at home. Schedule wise, fits them. The only thing that I think is really a, a negating factor here for Chelsea is I just think they might not care. I think they might just get a little bit of you know they got their eyes on the uh, they're in the, the 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 League Cup final. They're obviously in the FA Cup as well, in the Champions League, and the league's gone. And that was their ambition to start the the year, was to win the league. And so I think that they might just get a little bit distracted. you got a lot of people vying for time. It's a, it's a tough squad to do man management on. So if Chelsea's going to slip up, I think they're, we're going to see them on some good cup runs, and then it might get into a little bit of a spicy situation oh. down the line. Uh, but James, I, I think they'll pull it off in the end. Only just. I don't think it'll be by more than more than five points from fifth. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Well, first off, Patrick, great analysis. Thank you. I I, 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 oh, I expect that from the guy who runs the district mm-hmm. to analyze odds-on favorite across the games. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of analysis we bring here. Looking at schedules, James, is big. Mm-hmm. It's a fun part of the year. You can start to do that. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to distill your cons down to one essential thought, it's just distraction. Yeah, and that kind of matches with yours. So I suppose we collectively think... Uh, yeah, something needs to happen mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't involve the Premier League. We, we ran lose. two different races and ended up at the same finishing line. Tortoise in the hair. 
field mouse and the owl. It's actually kind of the inverse of the tortoise and the hare. Uh, different, different fable. Mm-hmm. The rabbit and the mm-hmm. turtle. Sure. Moving on. Sure. <laughs> Manchester United, fourth place. Patrick. Believe it or not. Yeah. Never lost. Pros. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say the cultural reset that we had under Ollie. That's in the pros column. It's definitely sure. put us in put us in good stead. No, clearly not. Patrick, it's sheer talent. It's sheer talent. We have some of the best players in world football. If you put enough of them on a pitch together, good things are going to happen. Isn't David De Gea, Rafael Varane, Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandez, Jaden Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo. Game winners, match End winners. Of and now burn the list. Must I go on? Now roll it up, put it in your pocket, and pull it out in three months and say, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I, I, I'm being serious. I'm be, well, What's not about the case that. against Manchester United, James? Just in, in, enlighten us of what you think that might be. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so pros, sheer talent, cons, Patrick. I think the players and the manager will kill each other before the end of the season. I think Bruno yeah. might have strangled Harry Maguire before match week 35. And we'll know because Rangnick's a boy who can't tell a lie to the media. It's, it's actually pretty hilarious, Patrick, going from Ollie press conferences where you could basically give the presser yourself based on a word gumbo soup of teams, <laughs> team sport cliches, organizational comms 101, and a United sure. treble winning DVD commentary. Like that was, that was Ollie's press conferences. And then you've got Rangnick explaining in excruciating detail how Varane's diarrhea kept him out of the starting 11 against Brighton. So Rangnick, tell, Rangnick tells all in, a, in his beautiful German sensibility. And this team might just all out stab each other before the end of the match weeks. That's, that's the only con. That's the only con the team kill each only, other. Yeah, yeah, just a... The continuation of a complete implosion is the only con. I think he nailed it, James. On paper, they're the best team. You know, if we're going to leave Chelsea out of like the the fourth and below conversation, although right they one. deserve to be in the conversation, they're in the full conversation. But when we talk about now fighting for fourth place, Manchester United are the belt holders right now, right? And on paper, of the teams that are vying to to to, to take the belt from them, we shouldn't the even be here. You are on paper the best side out there uh best talent anything you know we're, we're 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 talking right now manchester united is a disarray they can't get anything right uh, they're unbeaten in six in the premier league you wouldn't believe it uh they've had some 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 interesting cup games go down and the unbeaten oh. includes a number of draws now patrick, you want. patrick but, after each after each one one draw you were quick to remind me of our unbeaten record James, yeah, and if you draw against Leeds, I'll text you and say, "Hey, seven in a row, baby. Let's keep it rolling." Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's keep it. Can't, let's keep can't it help but think you didn't have my best interest at heart there. No, uh, James. The case against them, I think it's two full. I think you got two nailed on losses on your calendar. You got City and Liverpool away. Those are big. Mm. Those are points that Difficulty other people might of schedule. Be. Yeah, those are those are points that other teams have already lost. Shout out Arsenal. Lost them by a total score of 9-0. So, <laughs> lost them impressively so. Don't worry about it. Done deal. Signs it's in the past. It's in the past. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. We really don't. Uh, and you're, you're right. It's just a team that isn't clicking. It's a team that hasn't been able to put all those pieces together. 
and it, nothing nothing's working at the same time. Just as Jaden Sancho starts to look like the ninety million dollar man, Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez forget their football and boots. So it's a, it's an interesting one, yeah. James. It's been a it's it's gonna they'll be in it, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be in it, but they're they're a team that I I, I don't know that they're gonna have the cohesion against yeah. against the field to hold off the field. So when. When we need a real downer and we want to do some real analysis, it's for another day. It's not for this pod. I can give you my thoughts on how I actually feel about this United team right now. You've already touched on a few key themes, but we won't do it on this episode. All I will say... This is just the pros and the cons. All I will say is I do think Rangnick, slowly but surely, week by week, is getting this team to, to play better. And then you counterbalance that with he's realizing he has to go back to Ollie Ball is what makes it hilarious. But he is getting them to play better week by week. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting interesting little thing they got going on there, James. Fun so, stuff. We'll fun see. stuff. Yeah. Must watch TV. Fun stuff. Real fun. Everyone's having fun. fun. We're all having fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. West Ham, Patrick, in my pros column, I've got game plan. For West Ham. Game plan. David Moyes has got this team drilled down to a science, and it'll all be about repetition. One game at a time. Bing, bang, boom. They know what they're about, and they know how to do it well. You got Jared Bowen creating goals and assists. Antonio's target man play. One of the best pivots in the league in Rice and Suchek. Um, That's why I think they're in with a shout here. Moyes is a credit to himself and the team that he has created. Uh, cons, Patrick, I'm going with PETA. PETA is my con. I think, um, in a weird way, I'm serious. Like, squad depth is an issue, and when you're a dark horse, you need it all to go right. Zuma is certainly a story that they did not need, what's been going on with Kurt Zuma. And they can't get injuries to Bowen, Rice, or Antonio. You know, you take one of those pieces out of the mm. Jenga, the Jenga pile, and it all falls over. James, the uh, the big pro for me is West Ham. I think are are a team that can can meet can meet other teams at their level. Uh, they 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 got those two big wins, those two kind of epic wins, both three two at home against both Liverpool and Chelsea. They beat Tottenham at home. Uh, they've you know those are their signature wins. Uh, on the year, they've not gotten a win against any of these teams away. Uh, mm. But I think that we've seen them before. Uh, take on take on Giants, get big wins, and they're going to need that. They're going to need that. They've got they host Arsenal and Wolves, and they have to go away uh, to Spurs, right? And so hosting Arsenal and Wolves, those I'm willing to call must win games for them. Uh, but they've won similar games throughout the year. The pros against or the cons rather, James, for me, uh, I just don't think I don't think they're good enough. I really don't think that they're good enough. I don't think the that lack they have of talent. Yes, I think the lack of talent, and you're dealing with uh, a field, a field that we've already talked to, where I don't think that they they stack up favorably uh, to Manchester United, though they don't have to play them anymore. Manchester United already did the double over them. Sure did. So uh, they, they 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 do stack up favorably there. Uh, however, yeah, I, I just think even looking at the a couple of the teams that we're going to get into, I just think that they lose on 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 talent. So. They're going to have to have some gutsy performances uh, to get it done down the line. They're going to need those gutsy performances we talked about, and it's a team that uh, you know fell short in the in the race last year. So maybe that that was the was last year an indication of their level, or 
is that a learning experience that they got mm-hmm. through because they kept pretty much the same team. Mm. Uh, it is yeah, interesting a, how close Zuma's they an came one. last yeah, year. We'll see how that – that's a story to keep an eye on because I don't think it's done. No. Well, it might be. Well, they sure wanted it to be. He was in the lineup yeah. the next day. <laughs> they tried real hard. Um, David real Moyes hard. with the complete um, abdication yeah. of responsibility just by saying, I just picked the team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, bro. Didn't even read the newspaper. I just show up. They said he said he's healthy. What happened? Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> that's oh, Patrick. I I love I love pets. I love cats. I like. I'll be honest. I like dogs more than cats. But who doesn't? I you know love cats. Some people, I'm sure. Yeah, deserve to be but treated clear. like the furry loved ones that they are. The I dogs. do. Th- I do think it's Cajoni's moment of the year material. David Moyes being like. Does he help us win games? Like a day after. <laughs> Just drops him in the Yeah, team. Yeah, there's some um, interesting rationalizations going on over there. I don't know if you heard Mikel Antonio's where he's getting asked by the reporter. And his response is, is this worse than racism? Oh, and the uh, reporter's like, uh, 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 wait, what? Before we get into like <laughs> the, the, the philosophy of what makes a, a good culture discussion, that is how you shut up reporters in tw- like in today's day and age just yeah. like yeah you're gonna is, keep badgering me now like no this conversation's over uh, you weren't able to finish today Mikkel um, tough loss yeah um, but is that question as, as respectful as racism uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah gonna shut it down real quick yeah he no. cracked the code no there's nothing to say nothing to say yeah. there pack your bags <laughs> it's like yeah I mean all right, we'll leave it right there. Sure. We'll leave it right there. Uh, the Gunners, Patrick. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you do the coin toss and, and see if you want to defer or, or punt or, or football football analogy. I think the um, you went first on Manchester United, so I'll, 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 lay, my, okay. I'll lay my thoughts down okay. uh, before I allow you to respond. The pros, James. I'm just going to read they, mine word for word regardless. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the pros of the teams that we're talking about vying for fourth, they have the highest points per game. You sort that out, games in hand, Yep, they're on track. Yep. Uh, I think that they are playing a very, very uh, cohesive cohesive form of football, all single-minded That's in their efforts, and they are fighting for one competition, James. They, they've only got Premier League games. That's it. They're going to have time to prepare. They're going to have time to execute, and quite frankly, they're winning the games they should be game. The games they should be winning. Uh, only two losses the entire season to the games or the teams below them in the table, uh, and that includes, of course, that uh, that first game against Brentford, right? And so, they're winning the games they should be winning. Only just, but they're winning them. The cons, James, uh, they haven't quite stacked up against the the bigger teams uh, thankfully they don't have as many games left against them but they are they are uh, pointless against the current current top four um, and usually that doesn't get you into the top four you got to be able to to unseat somebody so they're gonna need a couple of marquee wins whether it's home against United or Liverpool mm-hmm. or away to Chelsea or West Ham or Spurs they're gonna need to separate themselves from the pack and they've proven that they can't do that yet another con for me James. This team's outperforming. They haven't been to this level before. A lot of youth. A lot of youth. Mm-hmm. They're a desperate team. They're a desperate team 15 games <clears> out. 
how are they going to be five games out? Uh, I think it's a team that it'll you know might be just a learning experience year for them in that sense uh, because this is they I don't think they were ready for for a, for a top four battle, but here we are, we're yeah. in it. Uh, we'll see how they respond. I like what you were saying about them being kind of like the shit house team of the season, where they just kind of do a little gamesmanship here, a little dirty play there, but like they're kind of getting wins in these weird unsuspecting ways and it kind of reminds me of the united of last season like the bruno renaissance where we're just like getting really dubious pens to like win a close game and we're loving it and everyone else is hating it but that doesn't matter it's points in the bag yeah scrappy goals and just you have to say it's a team that loves to defend they they team they seem to take a lot of pride in seeing out a a, you know clean sheet um, for you know 60 75 Maybe even eighty minutes, you know, however long it takes to see out that clean sheet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's it's a, it's an interesting team to watch. I think you can see the frustration gets taken out on them um, quite a bit. So mm-hmm. they're going to keep riling some people up. They got some big games, and if they got leads in those games, somebody call Comnable because because we're stealing their thunder. <laughs> For pros, Patrick. Similarly, I've got in a word momentum. Let's assess the league table objectively, not counting Chelsea. Although we should, because they're in the discussion. They're in the discussion. Arsenal are mathematically in the best position to take fourth place. On top of that, they're coming off what I thought was a huge turning point game against Wolves. You know, Mm. forget forget what Neves said. You know, why did they celebrate like we won the league? First of all, salt. Yeah. You're getting the salt card. Hold Mm -hmm. that. Hold that guy. Because I thought that was a huge signal of maturity from that young team. Where it's like, Martinelli, I don't blame him for the red, but it was classic Arsenal. Where you're in an advantageous position and you do something a little stupid. You don't get the, mm-hmm. you don't get the rub of the green. Oh, look at that. You're down 10 men Deja vu against 11. Deja the, mm-hmm. the Molineo. Exactly, exactly. And this time, Patrick, this time they didn't completely dissolve. They defended like Mm. beasts and ended up getting the three points. So I thought that was a huge moment for them. They haven't played since, but I expect them to kick on against Brentford this weekend and carry on that mo. Yeah, your super subs aren't usually a center back, but you know. Rob Holding, that dude. Yeah, nine clearances in 22 minutes. Featuring hair. (laughs) Yeah. New hair, who did? <laughs> Just the Mariano Rivera, the prime. Okay. So, but let's ho- make it a five. But hold your horses, Patrick. Oh, there's more. Cons. In a word, <laughs> pressure. <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. Patrick, Arsenal's like date Mike. Michael Scott from The <laughs> Office. He's on a double date, but he doesn't realize it, so he's actually acting really cool and it's slick, and, and she's yeah. interested, and, and they're vibing, and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, Jim and Pam ask him how the date's going, and he he his attitude completely shifts. He goes full manic. It's it's tying cherry stems with his tongue, putting the Kangol hat on backwards. This is yeah. Arsenal realizing, like someone asking them, "Oh, fourth place, huh?" And they're like, "Oh, oh God." So yeah. you can't let the moment change them, change you. You have to change the moment. Arsenal have to take it game by game, result by result, and we'll see. I think you made a good point about a marquee win. I think for me, they might get by just beating the teams below them, but a marquee win would certainly help. 
they got to get something. And they've had good performances in there. Uh, they just didn't go their way. Well, good performance. Just City Hall. Everything else was, was pretty dire. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to see. And who cares if I move the, mo- the goalpost, James? I think Arteta already did, so pressure's on. <laughs> goalpost been moved. All mm-hmm. right, let's get to our last two. We are going in order, so technically, Wolves. Respect. Let's Respect. talk Wolves, respectfully, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got, technically speaking, uh, technically gifted, the strongest midfield of the bunch. I think the trio, the trident mm. of Neves, Matinho, and Dendonka anchoring them is incredible. I think if they can control their midfield battles in the tighter games, Bruno Lage has them playing a very expansive and, and, and vertical style of football, which is fun to watch. And, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of like trying to convince myself of this because I don't think they're in with a shout like at all. But I do think when that midfield three is clicking, they can control games. They can control games. So it goes up against my cons which is attacking potency. I think it's very fragile around around Raul Jimenez. And he's in a good good vein of good vein of form right now, but if he loses his shooting boots, um, you know, God forbid if he gets injured again, they they lose a little bit of that finishing instinct. Um, obviously Adama, he wasn't exactly contributing the goals column, but he's no longer at the team. So that's my fear for them. Yeah, James, I'll I'll go snake order here because I agree with you there they are they are impotent going forward there is only uh, there's only two teams in the entire league Norwich and Burnley who have scored less than Wolves mm-hmm. and you're not you know you're not going to get into the top four if you can't score goals unless you got the best defense in the league and with the exception of City They've got the best defense in the league, best defensive record. 17 goals conceded, 23 games. That is the the, the second fewest um, goals goals uh, goals allowed yeah. behind City. Yeah. And you know, team of the season so far. Uh, banter aside, uh, Jose Saw is fantastic. That team behind Bruno Lodge is playing. They talk about a team with a singular focus and mission. I think of the teams on this list, they are the toughest out out of anyone. Uh, they've only got uh, two wins and two goals scored against the teams above them, but they have not conceded more than a goal to any of the teams above them in a single game. So every single team that they're looking up at, it's a one-nil game, zero-zero. Those are the those are the only score lines that exist. They're playing a tight, tight, tight brand of football, which means every single game they got a puncher's shot, and that's what they have in Raul Jimenez and the organization that they got. So. They're they're in every single game. Um, I just do uh, the same as you. I think you just you give Wolves a little bit space. You don't get caught out on the counter, and you can really really stifle that attack. Yeah, yeah. They, they I mean they run every game so close, don't they? Oh, it's 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 remarkable. I'm you don't see him now. Get pounded. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five games on the year only. Uh, of their of their twenty three played, so eighteen of their twenty three games played have been decided by a goal or less. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I've I should probably look at the other games to see if that's statistically significant before I make <laughs> such a claim. It sounded uh, good. It sounded good. Yeah, it looks like other teams got more. Yeah, other teams got more. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right, stand by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last but certainly not least, 
all you Spurs fans out there, mm. let's round it out. Patrick, why don't you start here? All right. Antonio Conte is a is a world-class manager. And I think, despite what he'll tell you in the press, uh, he's getting more out of Spurs uh, than they were they were previously getting. They have a little bit of a hiccup recently, right? Yeah. Lost to Wolves. Yeah. Wolves is they a really tough have. out. The Southampton one was brutal. Freakish. The Chelsea one, the Chelsea one, um, was to be expected, if not uh, unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, they had the crazy win against Leicester, where they scored. Bergwijn scored the two goals mm-hmm. in stoppage time, and you thought, okay, that might that might be the moment for Conte and Spurs. And then they lost three on the trot. Uh, but I do think Conte is of the managers here, the best equipped to guide these teams to anything. Yep, I think he is the he is the winningest. He is the one with the highest standard, uh, and I think he he's knows the only one that's how to won get... the title before. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here. He might even be the only one that's finished in the top four. Well, Tuchel. Des Moyes. Oh, Tuchel, of course. <laughs> yeah, Tuchel. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Tuchel. How can I? Because the Chelsea are very much in this discussion. Right. 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 Um, so, of course, I think it's Conte, uh, and I think Harry Kane is looking every bit like Harry Kane again uh, yeah. more recently. So. I do think that they have um, the, and there doesn't seem to be a big disconnect in in Conti and the in the team. And they, I think they're playing well. Uh, downsides, James. Uh, it's it's Tottenham. Uh, they they've, they're going to find a way to mess it up. In Sheer the end. narrative. Yeah, it's 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 just what what they do. Respectfully, um, they they have a a, a, a knack for. For losing and losing in moments where they shouldn't be losing or moments where they need to win, uh, and and I believe that they've proven that out this year, despite um, some good results, uh, of course, between um, you know Manchester City, they they obviously beat on the opening match week, and Liverpool they they drew at home. Uh, their only other result against the teams above them is a a, a, a way to Wolves. So it's just a. We talked about like Arsenal has a really really poor performance against the teams above them. Tottenham have a very poor performance against the team above them. Maybe that's just a normal mm-hmm. stat though. This, that's how tables work, right? You're probably not going to do so good against the teams above you, and you probably will against the teams below you. But in any case, I just don't. I I, mm-hmm. I I don't see the edge. I don't see the edge, and they seem to lack it. Like the game against Southampton, you're up. Were they up two nil in that game? They were certainly up two one, and they and they and they lost it at home. Uh, Pretty brutally, yeah. I'll say, and they looked they looked second best in that game as well. So, Patrick, I don't yeah, know. I just don't think they got it. I don't think they got it. I don't know what it is, but I feel like every manager to take on the Spurs job has never watched Spurs. They've only just been described. The team's been described to them by Daniel Levy. They like mm-hmm. that's like their only exposure to Spurs. They're like, oh yeah, this you know, team sounds this great. This time it'll be different. They're like, ooh, French national goalkeeper. Then they watch like what Larice did last weekend. They're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be a little more constructive in my cons. I'm gonna go with incoherent vision, and then I guess in a more colloquial sense, like ownership drama. It, it sounded like the January window did not go the way that Conti wanted it to. Sure. And if the way that he described it, they were a net negative on on player dealings. So you know, lose Delhi, Ali, Lacelso, and Dumbley. I think one more. Get in Kukulevsky, Betancur. Let's see how they do. I think Conti really outed them 
to the press saying that they're not ready-made Premier League players. They're projects. I thought Betancourt looked good when he came on. Uh, Watch one game. Yeah, sure. Southampton. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll keep watching. But, yeah, it, it seems like there was a little bit of misalignment on what this window was going to be, which makes me mm. nervous because I do agree with you in the pros, Colin Patrick. I, I just wrote down best manager. He's, you know, yeah. he... He knows what it takes to win. It's whether or not his team can get him there. And I think you make a good point. The, the, the relationship between the players and the coach, that first step, does seem to be pretty harmonious. Yeah, it seems, fine. yeah it seems completely fine. And 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 I think this is where people like Thomas will come and say the drama's been blown out of proportion. But I will say there's the other side of the coin where it's hard not to scrutinize the thing Conti's going to tell like Sky Italia on like everything he's realizing about the club. It's like, oh yeah. you didn't have Conti's like you didn't like have saying. these conversations with Levy yeah. when you took the job, you know. It, it, and even if even if he did, it's like he's he's putting that stuff in the media. He could choose other things to say. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, I do think it's just it's mostly uh, banter, and yeah, um, Thomas saw right through your your feeble act and accused you of mining content for the podcast. But uh, I, I I agree with him. It does seem like Conti just likes a likes a good moan, and he's going to have it, and it doesn't seem to really impact what he's bringing. Mm-hmm. The guy's a lunatic on the touchline, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's another Tottenham manager who I, uh, you know, I. I I hate to love. I should say that's probably how I say. It. I hate to love because he's got that. He's got that energy that just makes the game a little bit more fun. Yeah. And then of course against Southampton, you get the flip side. Cut oh, away yeah. his rainy, sad face. Oh yeah. Uh, so he gives you both. He gives you both, and you need both. You run. Gonna, you run through all the the full emotional gamut, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was the case for and against. I I really don't want this to be a top four podcast. I completely want it to be a top four podcast, but. Let's see what Liverpool does. Let's see what those teams at the bottom do. And they can bait us into opening up the discussion a little more wider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, middle of the table. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I think we're pretty well separated from the rest. So we'll see. We'll see, James. All right. We'll have to check in on that. What do we got? Maybe another six, seven match weeks. Mm-hmm. About ten to play. Mm-hmm. See how we're doing. Reset. All right, let's get into some Ask Me Anythings. Take the Uh-oh. pulse the pulse of the Prem heads. We got a couple here today. Then we'll do free Gold Week District. Send you on out of here. Take care. Brush your hair. Okay. Don't forget to change your underwear. Thank you. Patrick. Question number one. Will Fat Frank save Everton's season? What are we what are we calling saving the season? Mm-hmm. Is staying in the Premier League saving the season? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he'll keep them in the Premier League. Uh, and so for me, saving their season is let's give um, let's give the uh, the old second place Merseyside side a little bit of hope, right? Let's give them a little mm-hmm. bit of semblance of tactic, right? Uh, you know, you got Deli Alley there, you got you got Van de Beek there, you got something exciting there. Uh, will Frank Lampard give you something exciting? I think the answer is yes. Uh, you, you can you can say what you want about him as a manager, um, but that first year at Chelsea with a side mainly built out of the academy, hodgepodge from you know however many different managers Abramovich shuffled through, was an exciting team. They brought the heat. They lost some crazy games. They won some crazy games. He's going to do that at Everton. So I don't know what save the season really means, right. but I think he's going to make them not a dumpster fire. 
Right. And a right. fun enough team to watch with some cool storylines. It's all so, about your bar. Yeah. It's all about your bar. Yeah. Not getting relegated, so I think, like, well done, well done Frank. You've you done it. You saved the town. I, I don't think they're getting relegated. Uh, I think it's funny. If you beat down a fan long enough, I think when you ask them, like, what a good season becomes, they'll just be like, I just want to feel connected to my team again. Yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> like, it's surprisingly amount, a lot amount of teams that fall into that category. Yeah, it's like, I just I just want to enjoy watching my team for ninety minutes, <laughs> and I think that's where most Everton fans are at yeah. for the rest. So of you're going to win the league. Just let me enjoy the year. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Right on. Yeah, I think they're good. Cool. I think they're good. Thanks for the cue. Next question. This one's a little more fun. We can just riff on this one. What job would the Premier League coaches have if they weren't involved in sports? Okay, you want to just rip rapid fire? Well, Fat Frank, uh, I think he's he's like oh. a like a food poison tester for like old kings or high ranking politicians. Yeah, I think he okay. like owns a fudge nope, shop no, that's no, not that successful. Nothing in this one, Bosch. Let me try this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Klopp would have to be a dentist. <laughs> I think he'd be a dentist, and I think he'd be the type of dentist that's like. He's, he's he's pretty jovial, but the second he finds a cavity, he's ripping ripping you a new one for your dental hygiene. For eating candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. He, oh, I mean, he's got such chompers. Does he bleach those things? Just dip them in once a night. They might be dentures. Yep. Who's to say? Klopp's dental dentures. I got to go with politician for Arteta. That guy's mastered the press conference of saying nothing. <laughs> he's mastered it. Yeah, maybe he's like given, a he's given his maybe in. PR if not politician. He should work in PR. He's very good. I think Mikel Mikel should media. do crisis management PR. Oh yeah, he needs to he needs to work Hostage with Kanye. Negotiator? He needs to work with Hostage, Kanye oh. right now. What do you think? What, what kind of advice do you think he'd give Kanye right now? Oh man, I think I think he would do the arm around the shoulder with Kanye. Um, and I don't know what the latest with Kanye is. Like, the last thing that Kanye West did to me was Ada Wakes and Heartbreak. I have to catch up on some some of the newer stuff. Okay, so, that's that's your last interaction with him. Something that it's happened. Just, it's just too much. It's just too much to keep up with, James. Understood. It's too much to keep up Understood. with. Understood. You're yeah. a busy guy. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Yeah. I think uh, Pep Guardiola would be a marriage counselor, but, like, secretly play both sides. Mm-hmm. I think, I think David Moyes would probably be... Uh, a gym teacher. Like, I don't think he'd be too far removed from this, just yeah. like at a lower level. I mean, he'd show up wearing the exact same thing. 100%. Just put a whistle. He, he might, I, I think that you could, if you had enough actors bought in, in in his life, right? Like, if you changed, like, the pictures in his house and his wife made, you know, made, made a, played along. If you just drove David Moyes to, like, an elementary school and you said, you're, or what do they, you know, what do they call it, primary school over there? If you just drove him there. And you said this is your this is your class. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm the West Ham manager. Just oh my god, you always say that. Get in there, you crazy, you crazy guy. And then like everyone like like we're like, oh, you teach, oh, Mr. Boys, how are you? You know, I think that you could convince him for a full day that he had just dreamt that he was a Premier League manager. (laughs) Like Truman Show him, just gaslight, gaslight David Moyes. Yeah, I think you could get him. I really do. I really do. I've got Graham Potter as a life insurance salesman. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie in The Incredibles, but it does like the sad super cut of like the, <laughs> the pedantic every man's life 
where it's like drive in traffic, sit in cubicle, eat boring dinner, take shower, like over and over and over. <laughs> I just picture Graham Potter in a super cooped up like Honda Civic. And he's just he's just got yep. a short sleeve Dwight Schrute esque button down. He just lives the most mundane life. And I'm not convinced think, he already does that as a, as a side. I think um, I think Sean Dyche would be a garbage man. I think he would be maybe mm. maybe recycle because I could see him just kind of having a good old uh, good old day. His his slogan is "That's rubbish," and it's just his face on the side of it. Yeah, a- and he's just a, a wry smile as he says it every time. <laughs> uh, what are we thinking for? Um, what are we thinking for Bielsa? Um, I'm afraid to say the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, so let's okay. go with prison guard. Do you do you do you get where do you, do you catch my drift? To a degree. Let's go with prison guard. He'd be the warden, like in. Oh uh, yeah. Like yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. he would be. Yeah, he's not like the longest yard warden. Yeah, like that prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Shawshank Redemption, where like you have to befriend mm. him to get the keys. Mm, mm. Like he he's a he's incredibly strict and and hard on you, but he does abide by by a by a code. And if you mm-hmm. if you fit within that code, you win his trust, mm-hmm. and you win it you win it forever. Yeah, you convince him like you convince him to to like play Mozart on the gramophone and broadcast it out to the to the yard, and he's like, that that's like the first time he smiled in ten years. Mm-hmm. I think Thomas Frank would be a delivery driver who's always late. You know what I mean? Like he's just somebody who can't quite get <laughs> wherever he's got to go on time. Like he's he's a half hour late to his first appointment, and that knocks it out the whole rest of the day. Because uh, I just see him like just he needs to be stressed out for me. You know what I mean? Like he needs to be stressed. Uh, he right. needs like Ride to hate the, the world. I had him as know? a I had him as a BMX bike rider. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah, sports could, related, but yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Long hair, jacket. Uh, Dean Smith, substitute teacher. Substitute teacher is a good one. Dean Smith, something wholesome with Dean Smith, or like just a pub owner that like everybody loves, like genuinely loves, and he does nice things right. in the community. Yeah, yeah. Dean Smith is something wholesome. Um, it's like a Cheers situation. You walk into his pub, they're like Dean. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ralph House and Huddle uh, would be Klopp's rival dentist. <laughs> He'd be just down the street, just specializing in um, in not so nice of teeth. But and they just run um, smear campaigns at each other. Yeah. Uh huh. Two uh-huh. two billboards on each side of the highway, directly shouting at each other. I feel like Bruno Lodge would be like an air traffic controller, or like a very like hot like a like a police dispatch. Or you know some 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 like coordination of a high stakes high stress job, mm. maybe bomb defusal expert. No, I might be a little mm. bit too hands on. Maybe he'd be a good That's hostage a good negotiator. I think Brendan Rogers would be like the body double in porn. Like I don't know if you've seen Love Actually, but it's like when you do the tight the tight in shots, no penetration is just the face. Oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can't unsee that. And then, and, then they sw- and then they swap him out for you know for the real guy. But he, yeah, I think Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> now we're now we're just getting into movie characters. Ralph Ragnick. <laughs> Ralph Ragnick for me is like the um, 
the evil villain who's like just good enough to destroy the world, but like not good enough to defeat Paul Rudd. You know, so I think he's he's that guy for me. He's he's just like he's crafty, but he almost wants to lose. You know, he like he wants the challenge. Oh, it's too good. It's Who are we short? Good. We need we need Gerard. We need Vieira. We need Eddie Howe. Antonio Conte is the. Oh yes, we need him. Mm. We need Tuchel as well. We got a few more. I would say the like super Italian metrosexual um, designer, and he's working with young and up and coming designers, and he's like, "You have to bleed for your art." Mm. It's like mm. many of his like they're not the new generation isn't passionate enough. Like the, there's like fifty percent of the people under his tutelage have have gone on you know seriously life debilitating courses, and then fifty percent have become world class designers. Yeah, it's like have you seen uh, Whiplash? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's like J.K. Simmons, that equivalent of of Whiplash. It's like I think not my tempo. <laughs> I think um, I think Tuchel. I think Tuchel would probably be. Like really successful in like a white collar thing, but he would just be like the douchebag sports dad everywhere. You know what I mean? Like everywhere, like grocery He's store, always got a douchebag sports dad. Yeah, just always. Yeah, talk like every time he sees like a a big kid. You know, he's like, oh, but you play basketball, don't you? Mm-hmm. Big guy. How old are you? How much you benching? You know, something like that. <laughs> uh, I think he's that. Yeah, where where, where are you dad. going to school? State. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, nice. What nice. else? Good stuff. Roy Hodgson. Ooh. Uh, I like him too much. I don't have anything mean to say. Yeah. What, is, what does Roy do? He should be retired, is what he should be. That's what he should be doing in real life. If you I'm want me to ask, think. making worse nature documentaries than David Attleboro. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Hodgson is it's just his backyard. Is like okay. Roy Hodgson is the server at a diner who's like too slow and doesn't get the orders out on time, and someone at the table gets frustrated because their food's not out in time, and you can tell Roy Hodgson's like struggling in the back. And then the person at the next booth turns around and taps them on the shoulder, and they're like, "Hey, you know this guy drives three hours every day to see his mom." Mm. It's just like yeah. It's like yeah. you don't know what this guy's going through. He can't figure out the register, but yeah. it's like, it's like hey. yeah, his son's in prison yeah, for a crime yeah. he didn't commit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, this guy's life story is deeper than you getting your right. your tomato yeah. soup on time. The fact that he's even serving you is a, is an honor in of itself a feat. And I think Eddie Howe manages that restaurant. <laughs> and that was uh, that was what job would the prim- Premier League coaches have if they really ran with involved one, in sports? We? That was electric. Yeah. Big fan of that. Um, Hit us up with more Ask Us Anythings. It can be more more directly Premier League related. But if you want to let these two birds fly, just uh, give us an inch. We'll take a mile. Just know if you ask us a good enough question, we will answer it for all 20 teams. So that's on the table. I don't think we missed missed one. We left. uh, We did Vieira and Uh, Gerard if you want to wrap it up. Uh, okay. Should we do the full gamut? Why not? We only got two left. Jeez. Okay. Hmm. I, I think of Gerard as like a, a nightclub promoter. 
in in like oh interesting deep Merseyside. You know, like feels a little too lame for that, but maybe in deep Merseyside, yeah, it's a different vibe. All due respect, I suppose. Um, yeah, okay. Vieira, mm, Vieira. Ah, oh, that's a tricky one. I kind of just feel like he'd be a footballer. <laughs> he'd be Patrick Vieira. <laughs> yeah, he's Patrick Vieira. Piece of shit. Um, no, somewhere he'd have to be a, an asshole. You think? I think he's got a little bit of that in him. I think he's got a little bit of that. Mm. Yeah, he might. He might be filling a similar role to Tuchel. Yeah, just like yeah, just just real big sports dad. Yeah, yeah, he does give me that vibe. Yeah, real big sports dad. Okay, he, he has to stay connected to soccer. It just yeah, it feels right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was all twenty. What's that? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Hold on. Okay. Freak of the week, Patrick. Let's, Big wolf. let's get us on out of here. We have okay. In the month that we were off the air, there were so many freaks, so many freaks. So we apologize missing them. If there's one in particular that you would like us to cover, hit us up. Um, I'll I'll go first. I got the FA, Patrick. The FA, they're no, they're no stranger to a freak. And I got this one for issuing Wayne Rooney a warning about the incident in 2006 where Rooney wore longer studs on his boots because he wanted to go out and play Chelsea looking to hurt somebody. Now, the best part about this, Patrick, other than the fact that it was 15 years ago, was that Wayne Rooney brought this up openly on his own self-titled documentary. So the FA watched this documentary, and then I picture it like... You know how if you've got a daunting to-do list and you, you're like, oh, like, I need to get a new car. I need to, like, uh, get my new resume up on LinkedIn. It's like you go down to the bottom of the list and it's like, oh, I could make my bed. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. It's like the FA's got prevent yeah. racism in the English game, growing referee incompetence, VAR confusion. And it's like, oh, I know. Yeah. Let's talk to Wayne about this documentary and this thing he did 15 years ago and, and tell him it wasn't cool. And then once you once you make your bed, you just go make a, a Thomas English muffin. <laughs> Thomas English muffin. The most English muffin you can buy in the States, Thomas English muffin. And then you sit down and you, you have breakfast. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of freaks, James. Uh, mine, I'm going to go with something on the lighter side of life. Uh, Burnley fans, they submit like the I don't I don't know the I don't know what the club Burnley does with this, but they submit names of fans that were lost in the last year, presumably to be honored in some <laughs> oh. sort of program, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one submission was um, Mike Litteris, um, age sixty nine, uh, and I don't know what happened, <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought that was great. Um, I saw one tweet that was like. God, I feel bad if this is a real person, but come on. <laughs> just imagine the poor Litteris family just wanted to honor the lifelong yeah. lifelong fan. There was there was quite a bit of trolling. Uh, this actually reminds me of another one. Um, <laughs> uh, Brighton was doing its run-through of, like, little tykes at the game. You know how they do, like, the picture scroll-through of, like, all the little kids at their first Burnley game? Oh, yeah. one, one was just a picture of Hasbulla. <laughs> it's like who let this through 
And he's like in his Uzbekistan outfit. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just uh, hospital. It's like, come hospital on guys, let's go. let's do some vetting here. <laughs> oh, Wearing a little hat and everything. Yeah, there was one yeah, I mean, it's just like there's <laughs> We know, you know, there's a lot of great things about British culture, but one thing that we're certain of is they, they, they don't know where the line is. You know, they, I think at the start of COVID, I don't know what the club was, but they were like, yeah, put your face on this uh, this cardboard thing. We'll put you in the stands for 10 bucks. And he had like Osama Bin Laden out yeah. there. You know, it's just like, like there's there's no vetting process. It's like they don't, they don't like. have time. They don't have time like, to do that. It's, it's just, just how quickly. Just print the cardboards. We'll hide the racist ones. <laughs> Not Burnley, but other clubs, theoretically. Right, right, right. Would. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Good stuff. You really got me going with Thomas Muffins there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to make the ad, uh, you know, company want you, right? It's a little game of cat and mouse we're playing mm-hmm. with the folks over at Thomas. Mm-hmm. You don't know um, how much you want to partner with someone until they dangle out the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Goal of the week, Patrick. Take it away. Well... I can only assume you're sending it my way with a large grin on your face, Ab- wondering how I'm not, not. going to give this absolutely to not. Ronaldo. Um, absolutely not. But James, I, the, I'm not going to go back in time. I'm not going to make this about um, you know, the better goal that Josh Sargent scored or anything like that. I'm giving my goal of the week to Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, silencing the haters, mm. ending his career-long goal drought. Um, which was, what, six games, which honestly to me feels kind of impressive. Uh, people are like, it's the longest goal drought ever, six games. I'm like, that's pretty freaking good. Uh, beautiful goal, James. I'll let you um, describe it as I'm sure it's your goal of the week as well. I did not take Cristiano Ronaldo as my goal of the week. All right. So then I duped why don't you. you I duped zip you. Zip your mouth. Yeah, I duped you in the best possible way. Um, why don't you zip your mouth why don't you, uh, while I describe the goal? Please do. Uh, you know, pretty bang average, but to end a streak like that, you know, you got to give it credit, context where it's due. Uh, no, dude, this is a sick goal. It was a, it's a goal. I, mean, I still can't even quite figure out how he got the shot off that he did with where he hit it. I could it not agree stride. more. I, I tried to yeah. watch every angle, and I'm like, where does the ball come out? Yeah, it's like one of those FIFA glitches that just pearls oh, into the corner. absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful goal but from a beautiful man. To, to steer away from the Ronaldo suck fest for a minute... You talked mm. about, you know, him him going on six games without a goal, which to some people isn't a whole lot. To him, it's probably a lifetime. And boy, like if you think confidence isn't a thing for the Messi's Ronaldo's of the world, he was shot on confidence. And then yeah, there was just that one moment that, that put him back back amongst the goals. But it was it was pretty dire for a few games before that. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it gets to all of us: Ronaldo, Messi, you, me, all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Mount Rushmore of people that it gets to. Yes. People that confidence affect. Top four. Absolutely. Goal, my goal of the week, Patrick. Uh, I, I got a little cheeky with this one. I went Neil Mope. Mm. Ooh. Ah. I want to know. Neil Mope. Yeah. I, that's the, you know, that's the tune they sing. So he had a pretty tough bounced up hip level volley that he by all accounts shinned in against Watford, but he got just the right amount of control on it that it looked like a beautiful pearl into the corner to down Roy Hodgson's Watford. Um, 
a really technically tough goal. That's why I think it pips Ronaldo just a little bit. Um, on the swivel, like I said, pretty high ball. With his, with his shin. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, Wayne Rooney difficult. scored his bicycle kick with a shin. And, uh, you know, you get the ball That's, on, you, you control the yeah. ball, get it on target. That's what the game's mm-hmm. all about. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Okay. Well, Patrick. Well said. What an episode. Why don't you take us home? Good Lord, James. I'm exhausted. There won't be any much, any much, um, <laughs> oh, you know, fog fanfare. Oh, good Lord, James. Good Lord. If this gets edited tonight, the description is going to be unruly. Uh, but we got a few things for you. James, lock of the week. Liverpool is at home to Norwich City. Spread is two and a half. They're putting up at least three at Anfield. Lock it in. Yeah, you got for me? you. Yeah, got for you a uh, a top four sampler platter for uh, one of my um, for my spicy meatball, a meatball sub, if you will. Um, all all of these, um, not all of these games. So Arsenal's home to Brentford, West Ham's home to Newcastle, and Manchester United are on the road, but they're playing their their most favorite team, uh, which is Leeds. And I think all three of those teams are winning outright uh, this weekend. And that is at a uh, plus 370. You're getting that. And then, James, i got two donkeys for you to send us out. Uh, Crystal Palace is plus 400 at home to Chelsea. I really like what Palace is doing. It's a donkey, plus 400, of course. But they're home. They've gotten tough wins, tough draws. Mm-hmm. Worth a shout for me. And then my other donkey, I'm taking an alternate spread uh, in the Manchester United-Leeds game of Manchester United's minus 2.5 Plus 525, I feel like they just wax leads every time they play them. So to get that for a three-goal win, uh, okay. I haven't seen Bielsa change his strategy in like three games. Okay. I think they won 6-2, 5-1. There was a 1-0 sneaking in there. Uh, but at plus 525 for what for me is a coin flip, get on in. All right. You will hear no protestation from me. I did bet as well on Manchester United to beat uh, Brighton as well, James. I'm, oh, you I'm, did. I'm right on Oxford. Oh, you did. I did. All right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that has no negative downside in any way. So appreciate having mm-hmm. you on the bandwagon for as long as it lasts. And folks, we appreciate having you on the bandwagon for as long as it lasts. We are more resilient than a cockroach in a radioactive war. Prem de la Prem is still on the airwaves, and we intend on continuing. So we missed you guys. We hope you missed us, and we will catch you on the next episode. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life. <laughs>